Good morning. I, uh, I want to thank both Craig and Alan for the, the job they've done leading singing. And I, I'm particularly I'm thankful, Alan, I've always thought you were like a pretty good song leader. And I've, I, it's exciting that we have this, this book that we're studying about how to keep growing, how to keep pushing, how to make our worship more meaningful, more engaging. And I, I really appreciate that you've taken steps to do that this morning. So thank you for that. I, uh, I used marriage as an illustration last week, and I'm going to take another illustration from the family this week. I want to talk about parents. So parents are great, and without them, we would be in a whole lot of trouble. So when we're really young, uh, we need parents for protection, for safety. And, uh, you know, every little kid, when they, they scrape their knee, they, you know, they run to their mom or their dad and for, for safety, for protection, because they know that if they're with their parents, then, then they're safe, then it's going to be okay. And uh, as kids get a little bit older, they realize that they face challenges in life that are uh, unique. They, they haven't gone through them before. This is, this is new for them. And so they seek out the wise counsel of a parent to give them advice, to lead them. Which way should I go? What path should I take? How do I, how do, I do this right? And sometimes as we get even older, uh, we begin to realize that parents aren't just for stuff, you know? We don't just need them because they keep us safe or because they feed us or uh, because they have great advice. Uh, we, we need parents because parents are special. Uh, and we love them not just for what they give us, but because of who they are, for just themselves. And we need our parents just because we love them, because of the relationship we have with them. And our relationship with God is a lot of the same. That we need God because he keeps us safe, because he gives us protection in the storms of life. And we need God because without him we would be uh, directionless, but he gives us wisdom in his word. And we need God just because we need him, because we care about him, because he is our father. And so this morning, we're continuing our theme of letting our soul sing. We're studying uh, deep cries to God from the Psalms. And this morning, we're going to be studying a few Psalms about our need for God. One of them uh, was the song we just sang and the, uh, the Psalm that Carrie read, but we'll get to that in a bit. I want you to turn with me to Psalm 143. Psalm 143 is, uh, I mean, there are, there are a lot of reasons that we need God, but these, these three main ones are the ones we're going to be talking about for, for refuge, for wisdom, and for God himself. And the, this first one, for refuge, is found in Psalm 143. So let's read it. Psalm 143 says, Hear my prayer, O Lord. Give ear to my pleas for mercy. In your faithfulness, answer me in your righteousness. Enter not into judgment with your servant, for no one living is righteous before you. For the enemy has pursued my soul. He has crushed my life to the ground. He has made me sit in darkness like those long dead. Therefore, my spirit faints within me and my heart within me is appalled. I remember the days of old. I meditate on all that you have done. I ponder the work of your hands. I stretch out my hands to you. My soul thirsts for you like a parched land. Answer me quickly, O Lord. My spirit fails. Hide not your face from me, lest I be like those who go down to the pit. 
Let me hear in the morning of your steadfast love, for in you I trust. Make me know the way I should go, for to you I lift up my soul. Deliver me from my enemies, O Lord. I have fled to you for refuge. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Let your good spirit lead me on level ground. For your namesake, O Lord, preserve my life. In your righteousness, bring my life out of trouble. And in your steadfast love, you will cut off my enemies and you will destroy all the adversaries of my soul. For I am your servant. The psalmist in the first few verses here lays out his cry to God, his need based on the circumstances he's in. Especially verse 3 we read. For the, for the enemy has pursued my soul. He has crushed my life to the ground. He has made me sit in darkness like those long dead. This psalmist is in a serious predicament. He is scared. He needs God's protection. That's what he reaches out to God for in verse 8. He says, I fled to you for refuge. But we find ourselves in these situations a lot. Whether it's, uh, you know, life or death situation, like this guy is saying, look, I am, I'm on the brink of death. Like, I need your refuge. I need your protection. And sometimes it, it's something like that. And other times it's, it's not so urgent, but it's still terrifying. I mean, I think about uh, when you, maybe you lose your job or you're going through financial troubles. Or sometimes you're just scared. Like, we have people close to us who are going through a really difficult time, or maybe we are really sick, or you lose someone that you love. I mean, we had that happen just this morning or, or last night to someone in, in, our, in our congregation that we, that you, when you lose someone you love, it's, it's terrifying, it, it's scary, it, it throws your whole world off balance. And so when we have times like these, We need God for refuge. We need him for protection. And so that's what the psalmist does. He says, starting in verse 5, I remember the days of old. I meditate on all that you have done. I ponder the work of your hands. I stretch out my hands to you. My soul thirsts for you like a parched land. As we already noted, verse 9, deliver me from the enemies, O Lord. I have fled to you for refuge. That when trials and the waves of life are above our heads when, we, when we're in too deep, when we can't handle it ourselves. We reach out to God. We yearn for his protection, for his refuge, because we need him. And the reason we need him is because as we reflect on God and all that God has done for us, we know that we can trust him. When I mean, you think about uh, a child or even you know, as, as you get older, when, when you have a problem and you, you're scared and you're worried, just having your parent there can give you a sense of peace. I remember I was probably 16, and uh, I, I crashed my car into somebody in a parking lot, and I was just, it was the most terrifying thing. I called my dad. I was like, Dad, what do I do? And just like he came, and he, it, having him there, it gave me a sense of peace, a sense of, of, of rest where I was like really, really uh, scared and kind of thrown off balance. And we... We know that having God in our life, like when we are going through trouble, we can call on God and he can give us that peace. He can give us a sense of stability when everything seems to be thrown off balance. 
But it's not just an absent sense of stability. I mean, I don't really know what my dad was going to do by being there when I, when I, after I crashed my car into somebody uh, or into their car. But, you know, there, it made me feel better. But God is better than that because God can do something. As he recalls, I remember the, what you have done. In verse 5, I remember the days of old. I meditate on all you have done. I ponder the work of your hands. As we reflect on who God is and what he has done, we recognize that he doesn't just give us peace by being there. We can trust him because he has power to rescue us, to help us, to deliver us. And we can reflect on stories in our own lives or stories from the Bible. I mean, for me, I really love the story of Moses on the edge of the Red Sea when he calls out to God and God opens up the Red Sea and they, they walk through on dry land. There are plenty of stories in the Bible like that. I think of also uh, Jehoshaphat when he prays and they're, they're at the edge of a battle and they're, they're terrified and he cries out to God and God rescues him. And we can look back and we can meditate on all that God has done and we can realize that nothing that this world throws at us is beyond what God can handle. We talked a few weeks ago about into your hands I commit my spirit. That We know whatever happens to us, we can trust God. He can take care of us. And so when the storms of life are raging around us, we need God. We need to reach out to him. We need to yearn for him. We need him for refuge. I think that's why Job 1 ends the way it does. When Job loses everything, he still gets down on his knees and he worships God because he knows that if he has God, he can keep going. If he has God, God can give him the peace, the refuge that he needs because in God, we find our peace. In God, we find our refuge. And so as we reflect on the reasons we need God, we need him because he is our refuge, but we need him for more than that. We need him also because God gives us wisdom. He gives us direction. Turn with me to Psalm 119. Don't worry, we're not reading the whole thing. Psalm 119. And I just want to show you a few verses here that talk about needing God because we need his word. Psalm 119 Verse 10, it says with my, well, I'll wait, sorry. Psalm 119, verse 10. With my whole heart, I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. Verse 20. My soul is consumed with longing for your rules at all times. Verse 40. Behold, I long for your precepts. In your righteousness, give me life. Verse 103, how sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Verses 129 through 131, your testimonies are wonderful, therefore my soul keeps them. The unfolding of your words gives light, it imparts understanding to the simple. I open my mouth and pant because I long for your commandments. Here, we read that this guy, he loves God and he loves God's word. It's important to him. He needs it. He opens his mouth and pants for the word of God. That's, that's a pretty strong statement. And so you might ask yourself, well, why? Why is this so important? Why do we need God's wisdom so much? Well, he gives us several reasons. I'll show you three of them. The first is that we want guidance. Uh, read with me verses 97 through 104. Verse 97 through 104, it says, Oh, how I love your law. 
It is my meditation all the day. Your commandments make me wiser than my enemies, for it is ever before me. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for your testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the aged, for I keep your precepts. I hold back my feet from every evil way in order to keep your word. I do not turn aside from your rules, for you have taught me. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Through your precepts, I get understanding. Therefore, I hate every false way. Specifically, the first few verses in this section talk about how we love God's law or he loves God's law because it gives him wisdom, it gives him direction, and it gives him a wisdom that the other people in the world don't have. I think about so many people just sort of wandering aimlessly through life, um, seeking direction, seeking wisdom, and they don't really know where to turn. And you can see as they go through life, them wasting so much potential, so much opportunity, because they don't know where to go. They don't know how to handle the situations of life. And when we have God's word, we don't have to wonder. We have God's commandments and they make us wiser than our enemies. We have more understanding than our teachers because the testimonies of God are our meditation. This is the source of all wisdom. And as we take it in, we will have an understanding that this world does not have. And that should not be a source of pride to us, but it should be something that we use to help others see what's so amazing about God. Because a lot of times people, they look at the word of God and they're like, I don't want that. More rules, I don't need that. But this guy, he loves the rules of God. Why? Because he knows that they're good. That God gave us his law because he loves us. And that as we see people mess up their lives by doing things that God would teach us not to do, you know, they, they have... They go about the events of life in the wrong order, whether it's, you know, a child and then marriage, or you see somebody who, you know, they hold a grudge against somebody, and it just really messes up their family. When you see the, the results of sin in people's lives, and you see the problems that that leads them into, we recognize what a blessing it is that God has given us this path given us his word to show us what, we, what direction we need to take. We have understanding because God gave it to us, and we need that. Because without it, what are we doing? We're just wandering. We also need God, God's guidance because he says, I love your promises. This is verse 123. He says, my eyes long for your salvation and for the fulfillment of your righteous promise. Through God's word, we understand all the things that that God has given to us. We we can see the blessings that he has in store for us, heaven awaiting us. And we can see the little blessings along the way. I mean, big blessings, but little in comparison to heaven, the full reward. And we can see all of those things and how to attain them by looking at the Bible. I mean, the world, they make Goals, you know, whether it's to have a million dollars in the bank or a four-car garage or to, you know, have a song play on the, like, they, they have all of these plans, but they don't satisfy and they don't have an end. They just keep wanting and wanting, but God gives us a goal, a goal that will satisfy, a home forever with him. And he gives us his word as step-by-step instructions on how to obtain that goal. And so 
God gives us promises and we long for God. We need God because we need his word to show us about the promises and to teach us how to get there, to give us the motivation we need to keep pushing through this life when things get difficult. And finally, we need God's wisdom because I hate evil. And this is what he says in verse 163. 163, I hate and abhor falsehood, but I love your law. We talked a moment ago about the destruction that sin can have in our lives, can have in our families, in our neighborhoods, in the people that we know. And when we align ourselves with God, when we begin to understand what a blessing it is to have his word, then we can also understand what a detriment it is to be without it. And we can also understand that sin has terrible consequences, and I don't want anything to do with that. And so we have God's law to show us how to get out of these problems, how to avoid sin, how to get away from evil, and to be a positive light to our families, to each other, to our neighbors. This is one of the great blessings of God. And when we are aligned with God and we see sin the way he sees sin, then we are also going to yearn for the truth so that we can avoid sin, avoid evil. And that will be a tremendous blessing to our lives because without that, again, we're aimless. I mean, we can look at the world and we can see their directionlessness. We can see them striving after wind. And yet we have the truth. We have wisdom from God that gives us purpose. It gives us direction. It gives us a a truth to yearn for. And it brings us closer to God because we can understand the things he wants, the things that he loves. And if we love God, then we can get closer to him by knowing the things he's revealed to us. We need God because we need his wisdom. But last, we need God just because we need him. It's, uh, you know, if you said to your, you know, your parent or said to your mother, oh, you know, I really love the food you make me. I really love all the stuff you give me. And you're like, well, what about me? You know, like, do, do you care about me or just the stuff I give you? And in the same way, like, we need to love God, yes, for all of the things that he gives us, but also for who God is and the amazing, amazing love that he has shown us. Turn with me now to uh, Psalm 42. This is where we began this morning. I love this psalm. This is a psalm most likely written from captivity. And it's a story of a man who's yearning to be back praising God. And I know we lose some of that because I guess we, we, we can approach God anytime. And we approach him through spirit, not through going to a building. And, of course, there are many advantages to this. But I think there's, there's something to uh, the zeal, the yearning that we read from these people in the Old Testament who wanted to go to Jerusalem, wanted to be with the people of God, but they couldn't. And that's where we find this guy. He says, as the deer pants for the flowing streams, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have become my food day and night while you say to me all, while they say to me all day long, where is your God? These things I remember. 
as I pour out my soul, how I would go with the throng and lead them in procession to the house of God with glad shouts and songs of praise and a multitude-keeping festival. Why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. He says, man, I, I yearn, I'm, my soul is panting to be with God, to go like I used to be able to with the throng into Jerusalem to praise God in the house of God. And I can't do that anymore. And I, I miss it. We get a very similar psalm in Psalm 84 where he emphasizes the idea that he longs to be with God. He longs to worship God. He wants to be where God is. Psalm 84, we'll read verses 1 through 4 and verses 10 through 12. Psalm 84, how lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of hosts. My soul longs, yes, faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and flesh sing for joy to the living God. Even the sparrow finds a home and the swallow a nest for herself where she may lay her young. At your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God, blessed are those who dwell in your house, ever singing your praise. Verse 10, for a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the, wick of the wickedness. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the one who trusts in you. Here we have men who just want to be where God is. They want to go to the temple. If that's where God is, that's where they want to be. They want to be in the house of God. And they said, that's better than anywhere else. Anything else, that's where I want to be. I want to be where God is. And like I said, today we, we don't have exactly a parallel to that because we don't have the temple that we have to go to. But I think we understand that sometimes we want to be with God and we've had you know, those long days where it's just tiring and exhausting and you get to the end of it and you're like, man, I just, I just really need to be with God right now. And that, Jesus did this. I mean, Jesus, he prayed late into the night because he didn't have the opportunity during the day. He woke up early in the morning to find a desolate place to pray because Jesus, he needed to get away. He needed to be with God. And we need to have that same sort of zeal, that same sort of desire to be with God. We need God because we need him. He is amazing. He is, yes, a source of refuge. Yes, a source of wisdom. But he himself, full of love, full of a desire to be our father, to take care of us, to love us. And we need him because we need him. And so let me take you one last place to sum this all up. Psalm 73. Psalm 73. Here's a psalm about a man who, I mean, he's looking out at the world. He's seen the riches of many. He's seen that the wicked are prospering, and it's, it's vexing to him. And he goes through a lot of emotions, but at the end of the psalm, this is his conclusion in verse 25 and 26. Whom have I in heaven but you? 
And there is nothing on earth that I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. God, he's all that we need. We have nothing beside him. And if we have him, then we have everything. He is our refuge. He gives us peace. He gives us direction. He gives us safety. And he gives us himself in a relationship to love us in this reciprocity that we love him and he loves us. And his love is oceans bigger than our love ever will be. But God still loves us. And if we have him, we have everything we need. And so I hope that we can take these thoughts and, and, and go through this week and recognize how much we need God. Because I think often we forget. Often we can take for granted the blessings of God, take for granted all of the amazing love that God has for us. And so I just I want us from this lesson to be reminded, not to take God for granted, but to reach, to yearn, to push more, to love God and to recognize how much we need him. And as we sing a song here in a moment, if you've been neglecting that need, if you have not been focusing on God, not been pursuing him the way you ought to, and you would like our prayers or encouragement, we want to help you with that. Or if this is the first time that you are hearing or the first time that you decided to take the step to recognize your need for God in your life to save you from your sins, we'd love to talk to you about that as well. Whatever your need may be, please come as we stand and sing.